I hope and pray that you had a wonderful 4th of July and that you have all your fingers. Um, I've seen some videos, but that's kind of scary. Anyway, um, I want to jump right in this morning. I'm preaching today. And so the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, how many have ever been on the Brooklyn Bridge before? Because my hand is up, but I have not been there. Um, This bridge arches uh, the East River and joins Manhattan to Brooklyn. It's a hallmark of American uh, invention and creativity and is known as the eighth wonder of the world. At the time of its construction in 1869, the Brooklyn Bridge was the longest suspension bridge in the world. So I want you to check out this history of this bridge in this short video clip, so check, check out the screens. Pretty impressive feat, right, for back then? We just went to school. feel like you learned something there. Below the waterline of this impressive bridge, the foundations are called caissons. And caissons are large wooden boxes um, that foundations are, are placed upon as the base of the two towers. The, com- the caissons were filled with compressed air where the workers called sand hogs. They were down in there working, and they were digging the mud from underneath the river until they reached bedrock, solid bedrock. The caissons were then filled with concrete when they were done, and the foundation was completed for the bridge towers. So all of that I just described happened underwater. Underwater. In June of 1872, the chief engineer of the project, he wrote this, quote, To such of the general public as might imagine that no work had been done on the New York Tower because they see no evidence of it above water. I should simply remark that the amount of the masonry and concrete laid on the foundation during the past winter underwater 
is equal in quantity to the entire masonry of the Brooklyn Tower visible today above the water line. In other words, there is more concrete below water where no one can see that is making this bridge possible. 132 years later, the Brooklyn Bridge is still standing and usable. How is that possible? How is that possible? The chief engineer just said it, and his construction team, they did most of their patient and, and enduring, daring work under the water that no one could see. On the foundations of the towers below the waterline, that's where they did their work. Today we begin a, a new, new conversation. It's called How, How God Speaks. You, you do believe that God still speaks. How? Just how does God speak? Does God speak audibly? Yes. Does God speak through his written word? Of course. Does he speak to us through prayer? Definitely. Does God speak to us through other people? Yes, although that can be irritating. <laughs> does he speak to us in our pain and our suffering? Humbly, yes, he does. Does he speak to us in creation, the world? sure. You see, God desires to have a conversation with you and me. Not just once or once in a while, but every day. If you're married today, can you imagine not talking to your spouse for a day or a week or a month, even a year? I know some of you are thinking, don't go there. Some of you are thinking, I would love that, but that's not right. (laughs) If you have a best friend, can you imagine um, not having a conversation for an extended period of time? No, right? We are designed for conversation with God, with ourselves, with our loved ones, and our world. We all have something to say. And it's the same with God. He desires conversation with us. If you are a Christ follower, then you know just how important God's holy word is. It's foundational. Your life is built upon it built on the truths and the promises and commands and the insights and the examples of personal stories of of real people in that book that they were not perfect. The Word of God gives you anchors, gives you those caissons that that hold you steady and strong when life storms come and go. A little secret that you already know, life storms will come your way. Don't tell anybody, but they will come. And as a Christ follower, then, I, have, I want you to ask yourself this question. Is there truly a solid foundation of God and His Word under the waterline in my life? Is there truly a solid foundation of God and His Word under the, the waterline in my life? Under the waterline, the parts that no one sees or knows about, is the Word of God your foundation? On the other hand, if you are here this morning and you haven't made the decision to follow Christ, then you might think the Bible is just another holy book among many that was written throughout history. But ask yourself this question, what's below the waterline in my life? What's below the waterline there that no one else sees? In other words, what foundation is there and what's it based on? Is it based on your own life experiences? Is your foundation based on your own knowledge about life? Does your foundation rely on what's current or popular today? 
What does your foundation consist of below the waterline? So whether you've made the choice to follow Christ or you haven't yet, the truth is when the storms of life come and they leave you broken, they leave you wounded, the storms of life can be discouraging and they can leave you often bitter. Will your foundation support you? Will your foundation support you? The foundation that no one sees, the foundation that's below water, will it stand up against the storms that you, you go through? I am not saying as a follower of Christ, as a Christian, that you will never have problems or storms that will rock or shake your foundations. I am not saying that. That's happened to me, even though I follow Jesus, and I am positive today that I'm not alone. You've experienced storms and difficult circumstances that have shaken your casings, that have shaken your foundations. But I am saying that if you base your life on this conversation that God gave us, His Word, the storms will come, yes, in your life, but they won't destroy the anchors, the foundations below the waterline. And like the foundations, the anchors that are under the, the East River waterline today, holding up that Brooklyn Bridge, so the question I have is, what's holding up your life below the surface? What's holding up your life below the surface where no one can see? Because at some point, our foundations, the anchors, the caissons, will be tested by life storms. They will be tested. And one way that God has a conversation, how God speaks to us, is actually written down for us to know. Believe it or not, God's word has something to say about God's word. God speaks to us through his word. Now take a moment and think about what I just said. God speaks to us through his word. God wants to speak to you through his word. This morning I could, I could speak about reading our Bibles every day and how important that is. That we should find a place alone with God and, and read his word we could talk, we could walk out of here feeling inspired to, to read our Bibles or we can walk out of here feeling guilty because we, we just don't read it enough. Reading our Bibles every day is, is very important, but that's not necessarily what I want to focus on today. I could talk about how important knowing the truths of God's Word is for our lives, to really study God's Word through personal Bible study to truly deepen our faith by spending time studying so that we can defend the faith, so that we can share our faith. I could take the time this morning to describe all the different translations and which ones you should read, which ones you should study, and we could go through all that. Those things are very important. Don't get me wrong, they're very important for sure, but again, not my focus today. We could talk about the Old and New Testaments, covenants, and how that pertains to us today. We could take the time to look up all the verses in Scripture that relate to when God speaks or when He spoke. We could learn how to interpret Scriptures for ourselves. Again, those things are vital. Those things are so crucial to growing in our walk and to building that foundation. But that, again, that's not necessarily my focus today. You see, God knew that we would need something to help us on our journey in life, that we needed a guide, a, a map a blueprint to go to for instruction, to remember his promises, 
to read words of encouragement, to read about the good and the bad and the ugly from the personal stories of real people and how we can learn from their example. The good things that the King David did and the bad things are, that are both in there for us to learn from and others. This, this book, this, this Word of God teaches us how to live for Him in the day-to-day issues that we all face, even in the year 2015. This book shows us even how to treat one another, those around us. There's an answer. There's a principle. There's something in this book that applies to your current situation. What does God say, for example, about marriage? And what does He say about friendship? And what does He say about finances and forgiveness and faith and and so much more? What what does God say about these things? It's all in there and a a lot more. My focus today is on how God speaks to us through his word. And for many of us, we we know that to be true. We learned that a long time ago. We may have even learned that when we were a child in Sunday school. God speaks to us through his written down, spoken word. But I want to challenge all of us, including myself, to think about what's below the waterline in our lives. Below the waterline in our lives. Under that waterline, are the very words of God, are they the, the anchor, are they the base, the footing, the, the foundation for my life? If not, then what is? Is my life, is your life built on God's word? Take a hard look at your life. I know I've been wrestling with that this week for myself. We could all walk out of church hearing another pep rally, Right? about the importance of God's word, which it is, obviously. And that we, could, we should be reading our Bibles, which we should be, obviously. But I want us to really think about the foundation below the waterline that we're building upon. Is it God's word or is it something else? Is it God's word or is it something else? What are you building your life on? I've tried to develop a, a good habit that, I, that I'm trying to keep, and that's to write things down so I won't forget. Am I alone in that? Do you guys do that too? Anybody? Okay, several of you. Uh, my in-laws, it's kind of funny, they use dinner napkins to write little notes. Uh, uh, some people write on their hand, right? To, to, oh yeah, i got to do that. Back in the day, people used to put strings on their fingers, but I'm way too young for that, so I don't remember that. But there is a notes app on my phone uh, that I use quite often. Um, I write little notes in there, um, phone number, little, I, and then I can go back and remember it. Um, sometimes I even text an email to myself so that I know I'll look at it later. <coughs> sometimes it's a small grocery list. Other times it's a to-do list of things I've got to get done and I don't want to forget. Uh, sometimes I write a verse in there if I want a quick reference and, and to look at it, something that I read that day. I have my prayer list on there so I know who and what to pray for. I, I refer to the things written down on this, this app in my phone almost every day. But if I don't write it down, if I don't write it down, I, I, I would say 95% of the time I'm going to forget. It's gone. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be there at this, this time and that time. Am I alone in that? You guys do that too, right? You write stuff down. You see, that's essentially what God did. He wrote his words down so we wouldn't forget we can go anytime to our Bibles and read what God did for so-and-so and what he told so-and-so to do. 
We can gain perspective on a situation that we're going through. We can glean nuggets of wisdom when we need it the most. We can be challenged, even convicted by the Holy Spirit regarding areas of our life that need to be cleaned up and redeemed. And God wrote it all down for us to have at our fingertips. It's available to us at any time, day or night. If you have um, the YouVersion Bible app, it's available on your smartphone. It offers so many different options and reading plans and even translations that you can read from. It's all there. It's amazing. There's Bible on the internet. There's in, in bookstores. It's, in fact, it's the number one selling book of all time every year. And recently, I've been cleaning out some boxes in my office. I must have 15 to 20 different Bibles. Crazy, right? Plus all the ones that you have online and, and Bible study helps that, that I've downloaded. There's so many. God wrote it all down for us. He really did think of everything. And God assures us um, that we can build our lives upon that foundation, the rock of truth, his word. Why? Because God never lies. He's incapable of lying. God you know, won't pull the carpet uh, underneath your foundation. His word is bedrock. His word is bedrock. So if God says we can build our lives upon the foundation of his very words, then it's true 100% of the time. In his second letter to a young pastor named Timothy, Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, reminds Tim what the purpose of God's word is. It's found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood. That's important, right? We need to train up our children. Pastor Alexis and her team downstairs below doing a great job. And they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. Verse 16, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. Verse 17, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. You see, young Timothy was a child and became a follower of Christ through the influence of his mom and his grandmother. So a little side note today, parents, grandparents, you have tremendous influence on your kids and grandkids. Keep praying for them. The Holy Scriptures that Paul was addressing here to Timothy uh, was the books of the Old Testament. The Old Testament is important because it points to Jesus. And the Bible is not a collection of stories and fables and myths or simply human ideas about God. That's not what it's about. It's, it's not even a human book. Through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God reveals His person. He reveals His plan to certain believers who wrote down His message for His people. All Scripture is so inspired by God that everything in it, its, it's narratives, prophecies, citations, ideas, phrases, and words, God saw fit that it all get in there for you and I to have. You can trust Scripture because God was in control of its writings. In Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5, that's not on the screen, but it says this, every word of God can be trusted. Every word of God can be trusted. Is that easy to do? No, it's not easy to do, but you can trust it. These words are completely authoritative for our faith and for our life. The Bible is literally God-breathed, God-inspired. 
And because of that, the Bible is our standard for testing everything that claims to be, claims to be true. It is our, stand, our safeguard against false teaching. It's our source of guidance and correction for how we should live. It's all in there. God wants to show us what is true and equip us to live for Him. Of course, there are some who see God's Word as restrictive and limiting, that God is out to kill their fun and ruin their plans and ruin their lives. But the, but the very words of God is God extending His grace to you and I. He cares so much to give us His spoken Word, but it, if some see scriptures as nothing more than a book or see it as a list of a do's and don'ts, sadly their foundation won't last. Their foundation is built on something else which will, will disappear and crumble. You see what this world offers as a foundation? Hey, build your life on this. Build your life on this. You should build your life on this. One day will crumble and fall. Well, how do I know that? How do I know that? Well, Jesus himself declared in Matthew 24, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. My words will never pass away. What's he saying? He's saying that the bridge of their life that's above water, we're talking about the bridge that's above waterline, it's, it's standing now, but because the foundation isn't on the word of God, it will crumble. It will pass away. It will disappear. It won't last. It'll be gone. We've all seen those videos of houses and, and buildings that crumble because of the foundation wasn't set properly. And it's, and it's interesting that Jesus closed out his sermon on the mount uh, in Matthew chapter 7. You guys know the story very well. It, it was a kid's song we sung in, in Sunday school back in the day. Verse 24 says this, Everyone who hears these things I say about them is like a wise man. The wise man built his house on rock. It rained hard and the waters rose. The winds blew and they and the hit that house. But the house did not fall because the house was built on what? Rock. Verse 26, but the person who hears the things I teach and does not obey them is, is like a foolish man. The foolish man built his house on sand. It rained hard and the waters rose and the winds blew and hit that house and the house fell with a big crash. See, the parable, the story that Jesus is saying is dealing with obedience to God's word, obeying God. You're wise if you do, foolish if you don't. And in obeying God and his word, we are laying a solid case and we're laying a solid foundation for our lives. It's the same principle with, with the foundation below the waterline for your life and mine. It comes down to two kinds of people, people who build their life on Christ, the solid rock, who is the word of God, and people who don't. We get to choose. No one can choose it for us. Not our moms or dads, our wife or husband. We get to choose what to build our life, our house upon, rock or sand. So uh, the question I have this morning, again, is how do you know if the word of God is your foundation? Just how do you know that? Well, one way to know if you are standing on solid, a solid foundation of God and his words is when the wind and the waves of life, life storms come roaring into your life and you're still standing. You're still standing. The phrase, what does God's word say, is something that you live by. 
Again, as Christians, we will go through difficult times. We will experience trouble. But if your foundation is Christ and His Word, you will make it. It doesn't always mean that everything will work out in your favor the way you wanted it to, but your foundation is strong. It will last. God will see you through. Some of you need to hear that today. God will see you through. His Word, your foundation, will not crumble under your feet, under your life. That's good news. Maybe your marriage is broken and needs repair. Lay hold of God's word as your foundation. Maybe there's some relationships in your life that are full of anger and and strife and unforgiveness. Look to the words of God to bring healing and restoration. Maybe you're about to lose your job or maybe you just don't know what to do or maybe your finances are in shambles. What does God's word say about finances? What does it say about money and how to use it properly? Maybe you need direction in your life. You don't know what you're supposed to do. Seek God and His Word. A way to know um, if, if your foundation isn't on God and His Word is when, again, the storms of life come raging in and what you do is you turn to addictive substances and reckless behavior to cope, to cope with what you're feeling, reaching for the temporary only to be disappointed again and again and again. But it doesn't always have to be addictive substances that we we turn to, right? Your foundation could be on money and wealth. Your foundation could be success and status in life. Maybe your foundation is on people's approval. There's so many things that we we clamor for to build a foundation on only to know that it's going to crumble. It will pass away. It's not solid. The words of God are powerful. The words of God are powerful. A lot of times in my own life, I don't realize the power that's there. I don't lean on the Word of God like I should, and I think we're, we're all the same way at times. The writer of Hebrews said it very succinctly in, in, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse, verse 12. God's Word is alive and working. It is sharper than a sword, sharpened on both sides. It cuts all the way into us where the soul and the spirit are joined. It cuts to the center of our joints and our bones. That's deep. And God's word judges the thoughts and feelings in our hearts. See, God's word is more than a vehicle for communicating ideas. This book is living and it's life-changing as it begins to work in us. And like a surgeon's knife, God's word reveals who we are. God's word reveals who we're not. It goes deep into our moral and our spiritual lives It discerns what's inside us, both good and evil. That's what God's word does. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is is sinking sand. Conversation, how God speaks. As I close this morning, my prayer is that you are evaluating and thinking about what's below the waterline in your life. I am simply holding up a mirror this morning And wanting you to ask yourself, what is the foundation below the waterline in my life? Is your life built on the solid rock of God's word? God's word. Life life is chaotic at best. We know that. But 
what keeps you anchored, what keeps you anchored through all of life's storms is the Word of God. Could it be because there's no anchor below the waterline in your life that that's why the bridge above the waterline, which represents your life, could it be that that's why it's crumbling under life's pressures? Feels like you're tossed to and fro, right, in your life. You need an anchor. If you haven't made a decision to follow Christ and you want to put your faith and trust in Him as the anchor of your life, you can do that right where you're at. In just a few moments, I'm going to lead in prayer. Maybe you've been evaluating your life and you've been looking back over the past couple of weeks or months or or even years and your life isn't being built on the words of God for some reason known or unknown to you. Maybe you've gotten too comfortable and, and you just... It's, it's not as important as it once used to be. What needs to change in your life? Maybe you need to begin rebuilding the foundation below the waterline, fortifying those, those caissons. How? How do you do that? Well, reading his word, getting into this book. Maybe it's five minutes a day. Maybe it's signing up for the YouVersion app, and begin reading where you're at, maybe at lunch, maybe for, before bed, maybe it was an old habit that you had before bed or in the morning with a cup of coffee, I don't know, go back to that, go back to that, open this book, obey what it says to do, trusting what God says in this book, he'll do for you, he'll do for you. You see, the Brooklyn Bridge is still standing because of, of the foundation that took so much work and effort below the waterline. It's still there. Someday I'll drive across it. But I have a question for you as we close. Do you want to stand strong even when you face the winds and the waves of life? Do you want to stand strong like that bridge? The only reason that bridge exists today is because of the foundations under the water that we, we don't even see. In your life today, what's the foundation below the waterline? Let's pray. God, today we, we understand the importance of your word and reading it and spending time with you. But the question we've been asked, I've been asked by you is, is, is it really the foundation of my life? Do I really go to this book your words to gain clarification, understanding. Do I read this book enough to, to allow it by your Holy Spirit to convict me? Is my life, my very life, built on the anchor of this, of this book, your word? Lord, I pray that you'll challenge our hearts because this is a huge way in the way you speak to us. You speak to us through your word, and you desire to speak to all of us. I pray, Lord, that by your Holy Spirit, we would be inspired, energized to begin reading, to open up that app and to to, to follow a plan and to get the word inside of us. Lord, for those who are here today and they want to accept you as their Lord and Savior, to put their trust in you, to make you the anchor of their life, I pray 
with courage that they would do that. They would invite you to come in and cleanse them of their sins, wash them brand new, begin to build a foundation in their life, God. Lord, we thank you today for your word stands the test of time. Your words will never pass away. Challenge our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.